Good evening, everyone. So we're going to have a little Bible trivia at the beginning of this homily, okay? You ready? Okay. Some of you are like, no. St. <laughs> Paul wrote 13 letters in the New Testament. True or false? If you think it's true, raise your hand. 13 letters. If you think it's false, raise your hand. Okay, not everyone raise your hand. Okay, come on, let's go. If you think that's true, raise your hand. Be confident, be bold, okay? If you think it's false, raise your hand. Okay, the answer is true. St. Paul wrote 13 letters. All right, another one for you for a second. St. Paul uses the word Christian to describe someone who has been baptized. True or false? If you think that's true, raise your hand. If you think it's false, raise your hand. The answer is false. St. Paul never uses the word Christian to describe someone who's been baptized. St. Paul uses many ways to describe someone who's been baptized. He calls them a son of God. And last week, we dove right into that fundamental truth about who we are as baptized Christians, right? The first one was that this world is not our home. The second one is, is that as baptized Christians, we confidently profess that we are a beloved son and a beloved daughter of the Father, right? That's our identity. That's who we are. We are sons in the Son, as the saying goes. This week, we begin to hear from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass. And our second reading was super, super short. It might have blown right past us, but this short reading really captures some more truths about who we are, about who you are, that I think it's important for us to really ponder today. Let us remember, agere sequitur essay, right? Action flows from being. And so when we know who we are, when we know our identity, right, then we can know how we should act, how we should live on our sojourn, on our pilgrimage, on our journey back to God, to where our true home is. And so in that short little snippet we heard today, listen to the words of St. Paul again. He says this. He says, to the church of God which is in Corinth, to, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus. Name, you may say, Father, that means nothing to me. He's just talking to the church at Corinth. Well, last week I taught you some Latin. This week I'm going to teach you some Greek, okay? You ready for this? You're like, Father, stop trying to show off. We know you're <laughs> fresh out of seminary, but you're not in seminary anymore. But I think as we dive into a couple of these things, we're going to see these words of St. Paul come alive. So when St. Paul says, I am writing to the church of Corinth, the word for church is ecclesia. Repeat that with me. Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Ecclesia comes from two words. Ek, which means out of. Kaleen, which means call. So in other words, it means to be called out of. Right? That's what ecclesia means. And so a church, an ecclesia, is a group of people who have been called out of something. How often we think of ourselves as a church, as an ecclesia, as a people of God, of something that we do. We gather together. But see, at its fundamental core, an ecclesia is a church, is some body of people that's had something done to them. They've been called out of something. Consider the first time this word was ever used in the Bible. It was used to describe the Israelites. 
And if you know your Bible, right, the Israelites are the people who were called out of Egypt to free them from slavery. And so God calls this small group of people, he calls them out of Egypt, and he says, you are my ecclesia, you are my church, you are my group of people that I have given many blessings to. And so we as an ecclesia, we as a church, right, are men and women who have been called out of something and into something. Right? We're no longer fam members of the family of the enemy, of the devil, of the serpent. We are now adopted, right? We're called out of that, and we're members of God's family. We're beloved sons and beloved daughters. We're no longer men and women who are in the shipwreck of the storm of sin, right? God has called us out of that danger and into freedom in his grace. Consider the building we sit in. What do we call this building? A church. Why? Because it's a way that we're called out of the world, right? We literally separate ourselves from everything else by being in a physical building. We call, we're called out of the world and into this sacred space to worship God. Ecclesia, right, church, to be called out of. And this is not our own work, my brothers and sisters. This is God's grace at work. This is God's action. Do you see who's acting first? It's God. God acts first, we respond. Ecclesia, to be called out of. We're called out of this world because it's no longer our home. It's no longer where we strive to be. We're striving to be in heaven. So we're called out. And then St. Paul continues, and he says that the church, right, the ecclesia, is sanctified in Christ Jesus. Remember I told you the trivia, right? He never uses the word Christian. If he wants to describe someone who has been baptized, he says it's a person who is in Christ Jesus. They've been called out of something and into something. Rather, not into something, into someone, right? We've been called out of the world into Christ. We belong to Christ. We are a member of his mystical body, right? We are no longer living for ourselves. We no longer belong to ourselves. We are not our own, my brothers and sisters. Christ has claimed us. We are his. We're a member of his body. We're called out of the world into Christ Jesus. All right, consider the beautiful image that Jesus uses in the Gospel of John when he's with his disciples, that most intimate moment before he goes to the cross, he uses this image of vine and the branches. You know that, John 15? Right? We're like branches that who have been grafted onto the vine. Right? We couldn't do that. Right? We become attached to Christ. We become in Christ Jesus. And so I really want to highlight this, my brothers and sisters, because to be a Christian is not just to assent to a series of beliefs. How often we think that. How often we think that to be a Christian, it's because I believe in this, 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 this. Oh, and I forgot about this, this, and this. No, that's not what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means that we have been called out of something and we have been attached to something, to someone that is the person of Jesus Christ. We become a member of his mystical body. We serve him. We're his. We're just not a group of people who get together happily together on, Friday, on Saturday afternoons at 4 o'clock and we happen to believe all the same things. 
Are you kidding me? Gosh, that's so boring. Right, but rather we're men and women who sit in these pews because we said we've been called out of something and into something, into someone. That's Jesus Christ. But what's our purpose? Why have we been called out of the world? It's not something we did, that's for sure. But we've been called out of the world for a particular purpose, our vocation. This is what St. Paul says. To the church of Corinth, which is sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Called to be saints. How often do we limit the word saint to someone who has died, gone through the canonization process, and we declare to be in heaven? That's not how St. Paul uses the word. St. Paul used the word for someone who is alive, for someone who is baptized, for someone who's been called out of the world, for someone who is in Christ Jesus, who's living and breathing and moving, right? How many of you are living and breathing and moving here? Good. Okay. Some of you are like, I'm trying, Father. Right? He doesn't use the word saint for someone who has died and gone. He says anybody who says they are a Christian, who has been baptized, who are part of the ecclesia, the church, you are a saint. You're a saint. And so sainthood, my brothers and sisters, is not some addition to the life of someone who has already gone from this world. Sainthood, here we go is an affirmation or a confirmation of someone's already previously heroic virtue. Let me say that again. Sainthood is not just an addition to someone's life when they have died. It's saying that when they were in this life, they lived this way. That's what it means to be a saint. That's what it means to be called out of something. That's what it means to be an ecclesia. That's what it means to be a church. That's what we mean to be here at St. Thomas in Long Beach, Mississippi. We are an ecclesia, my brothers and sisters. We are a church. We are members of his mystical body. We have been called out of the world to be saints. Sainthood is now. Not after we die. My brothers and sisters, I want to quote you as we end this homily. A teaching of our faith. It says this. All Christians in any state or walk of life. Who's excluded from that definition? No one are called to the fullness of Christian life and to the perfection of charity. All are called to holiness. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That is a teaching of our church. Sanctity is not just for me and sisters. Sainthood is not just for us as religious. Sainthood is for anybody who says, I'm a member of the ecclesia. If you're a member of the ecclesia, raise your hand. You are called to be perfect. You are called to be a saint. You are called to the perfection of holiness. Sainthood is not a privilege of the few, but the vocation of all. Let me say that again. 
Sainthood is not the privilege of the few, but the vocation of all. Who are we? What's our identity? We're beloved sons, of the da- beloved sons and daughters of the Father, and we are members of the ecclesia. We are men and women who have been called out of the world and into, into Christ Jesus. We're a member of his body. So to the church in Long Beach, Mississippi, to the ecclesia, I say to you, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember that your vocation is nothing short than to be a saint. And sainthood is not an addition to your life after you die. Sainthood is when they confirm and affirm that you lived to the fullness of the perfection of love in this life.